and welcome back to season two of the Sideline Experts. And what a huge season of rugby it will be this year in 2021. We have a new broadcast partner, emerging talents around the country, and the front office starting to align. And there's a real sense of opportunity in the air as Australian rugby heads into 2021. Now, speaking of season, the off-season is an absolute die time for all die-hard rugby tragics, and co-host Mitchell Parker-Wilkin is absolutely in that category. Mitchie, welcome back, and uh, how did you manage to cope without the game they play in heaven? Look, mate, it wasn't easy at times. At least we had the cricket and tennis, but it doesn't quite do the same job. It's, it's never the same, isn't it? No, it's not. Like, a little bit slower, uh, a little bit lower in, you know, atmosphere. It just doesn't stimulate as me as much as uh, the rugby does. Yep, and then your ears pin when you hear the preseason trials are on, and you know you're wearing. Oh, you're looking at squad lists at about two a.m. in the morning. It gets gets <laughs> out of hand, doesn't it? Quickly. Now, first things, Mitch. Let's just uh, excite everyone with the blockbuster fixture list that we have in 2021. Like some of the games that we're going to have this season, regardless of Super Rugby, you know, the crossover tournament. We've got the Six Nations going on at the moment, the Wallabies tour that'll have France. You know, there's British and Irish Lions. There's a lot going on. Run us through what this season's going to look like for us rugby fans because it's a big year and particularly us Australian rugby fans. Like, this is a season that just stinks of optimism oh. and, and, and it smacks you in the face and it wants you to be happy and ready to watch. So we need to know what's on. Tell oh, us what's mate, on here. Absolutely. Um. So... For those of you who've been living in it under a rock, and I imagine none of our listeners do, but uh, this week it kicks off Super Rugby AU Friday night live on Gem Free to Air and yep. Stan Sports, and so we got a double header, don't we? Double header, yeah. Then off to Perth to watch the Force take on the. Yeah, um, we'll jump Rockets. into those those fixtures later. And uh, when does the Super Rugby Aotearoa get going? Uh within a couple of weeks, I believe, okay, and then cool. the real beauty. So. All of this domestic titles will be sorted out. Mm-hmm. And then the all-important uh, Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. That's kind of what we think it'll be brand as at the moment. But then if COVID permits, yeah, that'll go on and that'll be awesome. Determine the best of Australia yeah, and New and, Zealand. and I was just looking at this the other day. The fixture list for that one is really interesting in that they do around Robin, all Oz teams will play NZ teams. Mm. And then it's just the best of the best. Now, does that mean it's... Just if it's two Aussie teams, it's two Aussie teams. But if it's two NZ teams, it's two NZ. We need to check that out because I'm not sure whether the final has to be Oz New Zealand. That's the one thing there is a little ambiguity on. It looks like each... So there'll be five five rounds of the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman yep. and it'll be just play each of the other tas- side of the Tasman. Yep. I'd assume... Yeah, we'll find out some more in the coming weeks, but it's just exciting to think that we're pro- going down a bit more of that European pathway, you know, 100%. decide your national champion. That's what we've been talking them, about for oh, a year. It, and it's how it should be. There's a bit of clarity. It ensures that domestic success we talk about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's excellent. Now, which of the Wallabies fixtures really excites you? For me, I'm salivating at the idea of having the, the flying French, you know, the world's best player in Antoine Dupont. Oh, He's just been superb in, in the first few Six Nations games and Obviously, in the uh, Nations Championship last year in Europe, he was a, the standout player and one of the rising stars. And really, he cemented himself as one of the best in the world. It will be very exciting to see them come down. They've won a couple of under-20 championships. They're starting to really develop a group that looks like challenging for you know a World Cup in a couple of years' time. Oh, 
Mate, you, they've got to be favourites. It's in Paris, and you just look at their form in the Six Nations so far. And they love a home game. Oh, they love Don't they love a home they game, the French? They put it on at the Stade Francais. Oh. <laughs> they are a great team. But as you said, yeah, Antoine Dupont, it's hard to look anywhere else. And just mm-hmm. the remarks that I believe Aaron Smith put on Twitter the other night, he said, there is no player in the world that I watch more closely. He sets the bar for every scrum half and, across the globe. And it's funny that you say that because Smith has been a standard for so long, particularly with... His pass accuracy, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing with Aaron Smith that stands out. Like you, I've been doing a little bit of coaching the last six months, and one of the big things that we point to often is the way you pass the ball is really important. So, he, you know, he finishes in a perfect position, right? And so a lot of halfbacks for the last five years have been really focusing on that. But the support play and natural creativity of a DuPont, you can't, you know, you can't match that. Like there's a half break on the right wing, and he just, there he is. Yeah. You know, there's a forward who gets an offload. There he is. He's everywhere. Yeah. And and it's that sort of like natural sense of where to be and what to do that makes such a difference, doesn't oh, it? Absolutely. He, he takes on that roaming role. We speak a lot about some of our outside backs, like Tom Wright here. He pops up everywhere, feeds the Gale Fickers, feeds the Jelly Bears. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to see. And yeah, I back him, mate. That's, that tour this year is absolutely number one on the table. And give us the update of this South Africa, British and Irish line. So that's meant to be going yeah. supposedly ahead. Now, Hamish McLennan made comment that if needed, he's happy to have the boys over here, <laughs> which would be great. Uh, but tell yeah, give us an update on where that's at and, and what sort of other rugby will we be seeing? Blood is low. Do you know when that is? Yeah, a little bit of a little bit to be sorted out. It looks like that those tours for France will be around July. There's talk that Australia could be in the frame to host the rugby championship yet again. That'd be great. If you mix that with A a France tour, B hosting the Springboks versus Lions here with a huge British and Safa expat population here, mate, this could be just the just the impetus we need to relaunch rugby. We've got a new broadcast this year, free to wear exposure, great platform. It works well. We, we've been chat, chatting about that. You know, we got a sort of a diehard group of mates who love their football, and, and and one of the big things everybody's been making comment on is we've been seeing stand rugby posters everywhere, and it's not just been coverage for stand; it's been real coverage for rugby, mm. and it's been great to see that. And even you you pointed out to me the other night in the. Australian Open, they had Matt Tamua and who was the other fellow? Reese Hodge. Reese Hodge. They had them at the Open, and, and did coverage on that, and then they did. They got them to do some serving challenge, or yeah. you know, that's the sort of cross sport coverage that rugby's never had the, on free to wear, and it's make it makes a difference, doesn't it? The thing that blew my mind this morning, Ned, on Channel Nine, I saw an ad saying. Promoting kids playing rugby, saying get into rugby. How good! I mean, man, I think Twiggy might have a cheeky little play with that oh, one. Oh, you'd love to see it, and and it's good too. It's a, it's part of the component of the the deal for those who aren't brushed up on it quite. So it's a hundred million dollars, three years, with a mode to extend at the end um, for Rugby Australia, and that's not including the external tests and the foreign rights for it. Part of the payment also comes through free promotional. So there's no. There's no limit to what Channel 9 will offer up as they're part of their promotions for the game. There's billboards in Sydney. There's people talking about the game. The energy, the new commentary team we've spoken about. There's, there's that youthful exuberance. We're seeing those Channel 9, the the gritted voice build-ups. And it's... Yeah. Oh. And I, I, I think that's a good point that you make, that there is a component of broadcast rights that getting something free to where you can't measure. No. You can't measure no. the impact of, you know, Channel 9 pushing their own product. You really can't measure that in the general public. It takes years to understand what that really is and how how that plays out. So 
that's something that is very exciting, particularly for the rugby fans that, you know, they don't have that extra 20 quid mm. and, and they need a, they need rugby to be in their life to continue to connect them with the game. Yeah. And so that those Channel 9 Saturday night games will be massive. Hey, Mitchie, take us through the rule changes. So obviously last season we had a few, the 22.50 kicks, replacement players for red cards after 20 minutes and the goal line dropouts instead of the, uh, the five-minute scrums, I think it was. And, it, and those made a really good impact on the game, sped it up, opened the play a little bit more. Now, the two that we've got now for 2021, I, I think are, are game-changing mm-hmm. and allowed a lot of speed into the game. Talk us through those. So the, uh, one of them we talk about is the 30-second limit on restarting play after a try. Love that. Needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, for the few times it is a problem in that, you know, the last 10 minutes of a game where teams are just trying to milk time out of it. Awesome. The second one is the big one. And we talked about this after that Rebels Reds extra time, uh, yep. super time. Yep. And it was, you know, first to first to bring points on the board and the clock stopped there. Didn't happen in the end. Now it's going to be uh, golden try. Yeah. Which makes Forces sense. them to play, doesn't They're it? They're not going to look to pick, play a kicking game where it's just a scary thing of, oh, no, they're going to slot a field goal or a penalty because mm-hmm. it doesn't stop there. Look. You can kick a penalty, you can kick a field goal, but the clock won't stop at that point. Yep. It's not until the try is scored. Yep. And I, I've been really excited about the the stoppage in play one. Like we saw rugby league do that about five or six years ago, mm. and it made a really a good impact. Really, it, it's yeah. forced the play to speed up. Players now, it's emphasis on you to set the scrum, emph- emphasis on you to set your goal line dropout. Let's move the game forward. Let's get some fatigue back into the game. You know, we we spoke with Tim Horan last season. And one of the things we sort of floated to him and he sort of agreed is that the next step after that is reducing the substitutions from eight to five or eight to six, whatever it is, to increase that fatigue into the game. Now, before we continue, I'm going to give us a shameless plug. (laughs) If you're loving the podcast, you're loving the Sideline Experts, you want to do interact with us a little bit more. We love everybody who listens. We've been loving the interaction we've had with fans. We're happy to answer questions, see us in person, ask anything. On Green and Gold, I'm on there all the time. On the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter's been really great. There's been some great connection with our Twitter fans. So jump on those platforms, have a look, connect with us because we're really happy to talk rugby at any time of the year. Now, Mitchie, let's get our crystal balls out because... This is what we come to see. We come to see good players in Super Rugby Australia 2021. I want to look at the players that we think will be the most improved for 2021. So I want to see the players that are making big strides, big leaps in their games, players that have potential and, and you know and that are promising. But we've seen and we want to see them step up a level. You know, the, the, there's been a few in previous years that have really made that jump. You know, Harry Wilson in the last 12 months made that jump. Um, we, we've seen, the, you know, Pete Samu, I'd say, his game jumped again last year. I want to see players make that leap, particularly in Australia. We have a lot more continuity than what we had 12 months ago. And, and, and my guy is Will Harrison. You know, he, he, I think he is a perfect candidate to show a lot of improvement in 2021. That squad hasn't changed too much. Sure, there's a few changes in the pack, but in the back line itself, it's all pretty, pretty similar. And he's got combinations with guys he's played with now for two, three, four years. He's had a season of tackling. He started to learn the physicality of, of yeah. professional rugby. And he handled it well. He and handled it well. He handled it well, And but he was in the Wallaby squad, which I think is a big improvement. He, 
He, he was in the Wallaby squad and he didn't play. Now, people underestimate that and the importance of that. The amount of knowledge and learning he would have taken and, and the amount of gym work he would have done in that period is second to none. It's the best preseason you can have is going on the end of season Wallabies tour and not playing. And so Will Harrison, for me, is my guy to be the most improved in the Super Rugby AU. And a good point to raise on that as well is with so many of their core leadership group leaving, mm-hmm. he's despite his young age, he's one of the people who will be forced to step up. And he has captained a lot of junior yeah, upsides too. So he, he was a leader of this Oz Schoolboys a couple of years ago, three yeah. years ago, four years. So he, he okay, yeah, 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 very, very capable leader too. So, yeah. I mean, he won't have Carmichael Hunt outside him this year. He won't no. have Michael Hooper, no Rob Simmons, Jed Holloway, Ned Hannigan, Tom Robertson even. But, but the replacements, yeah. and what I mean is the replacements... Yeah. He's played with? Yeah. So you're Joey Walton's. He's played with Joey Walton yeah. for the last three years. Danny Donaldson's. Exactly. So so all those guys, he's played with already. Who's your guy for 2021? I've got two. Sorry, Ned. I, <laughs> I struggle with Hey, we this. always do this. We, yeah, this is every many. time. Sorry, people. But um, first up, I want to say Trevor Hosea. I think we're looking that's at... A great, that's a great name. We're looking that's at, one that I haven't thought of yeah, too. and it's a positional depth at lock. We've mm-hmm. kind of been thrust mm-hmm. into this idea. Matt Phillips left the Rebels. He's going to be forced to stand into and it. And probably start a lot more yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, He was 50-50 last year, on, so... Yeah. And he had a few niggling injuries on and off. And yep. you just look at the fact that he, like Will Harrison, was in that squad, didn't yeah. get that game time. That but he, he probably needed that extra time, yeah. hey, to put a bit of weight on yeah. the frame too. And by all accounts, he's he's fit and ready to Looking go. Sharp. So him and my other one is Lenicky Tau. Yeah. Who, who is oh my just, god. Yeah. Len Len is we watched him play in 2015 2016 yeah. BBC. Went to BBC and honestly probably one of the best most balanced players I've seen come through. Like we've seen a lot of yeah. very f- fantastic footballers. It has a real great balance to his game. He's yeah. not attack dominant, not defense dominant. Quite positionally Having sound. Take on the line, yeah, but quite, also float a bit. Yeah. And quite positionally sound and it'll be great as you as you mentioned that Tavita Kurandrani's obviously gone, so there's an opportunity there for Hang him on. to kick on. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. And and that's why he's most improved? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you just think about, the firstly, the coaching group around him. They're not going to settle for anything less than a player who's going to frame himself for Wallaby's contention later in the year. And also, just the, the culture of success down there. They're a club that make players out of nothing. Matt Giddo's were brought into the world. Yep. The Walkers. Yep. The and, and you make a great point in that they do development pathways so well in Canberra and the fact mm. that Let's say Leonard Kitao is from Sydney or, or stayed at the Reds. He's debuting and playing as a consistent starter a year and a half ago. Yeah. Which, sure, he might have wanted that. And it, it, the player might have thought it was best for him. But the Brumbies have done a really great job in the last two to three years. Hold the bloke back until yeah. he's exactly ready to the timings right. And we've watched two or three. Of them. You know, Darcy Swain's a perfect example. A couple of years ago, you know, people saying he's ready. Played an extra couple of years of NRC and and look at him last year just came on leaps and bounds as a for, as a starter yeah, and, and so I think we'll see very similar things with Lenny yeah, Kitao this year. It's clearly an institutionalized sentiment there. The mm-hmm. fact that Dan McKellar too resisted that push into the Wallabies fold just re-signed with the Brumbies because yep. he knows a I need to buy my time yep. but b I'm sitting on a good thing here. He's mm-hmm. he's ready doing what New Zealand have done so well for years. They've not rushed their development and I think they only brought in two or three external guys yeah. contracted this year. Most of them came through the pathway yeah. and and give them that extra bit of time. Hey, who's your best signing for 2021? I know mine. I'm going to let you go first and see if we have the same guy. Okay. Suliasi Vunivalu. 
Yeah, that's that's yeah. such a straightforward answer the too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no ambiguity from us. Where, yep. Yeah, I'm excited to see what that'll mean as well for the Reds game. You've mm-hmm. got a player who's got his rugby pedigree, did his time in league, he's come back, and I'm excited to see how it forces the Reds to adapt their game plan around someone who's a strong aerially. He's great in the air. Will yep. we, so does that mean we see the air, the cross field kick come into play more? Things like that. He'll keep them second guessing. And the fact that you've got Filippo Dalgunu as well there mm-hmm. and a raft of just lethal players who can cut up defence leaves them to guessing. How do you think he will go positionally? So we watched the trial game and I, I was a little bit, not disappointed, but it's, it's often we find it takes about 12 months for them to really mm. bring themselves into the game because they can be so worried about being caught out of position that they find it hard to get themselves into the game. Yeah. Do you absolutely. know what I mean by that? Oh, absolutely. And and, and we saw as well when Kamurika Korobiti's first year even, you could probably say he looked, despite he having those impacts on the run, yeah. he sometimes looked like he was a little bit lost there. So I think with a bit of time, he'll get used to that. Obviously... In league two, there's a lot more of that that perpendicular angle. Well, that's what I mean. Like he he can bring himself into the game pretty easily in league, yeah. Because the the first couple of carries are wing carries, yeah. And 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 fourth and fifth, he's he's in the game. The beautiful. The 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 silver lining to this is there's those carries in league, but at least now he's uh, he's he's not confined to the same field parameters quite like he was. It's not necessarily going to be you know taking on the line to get some easy meters for. A, set the backs up. This this is a player that they'll be looking long-term to chime in, run off some inside balls off the full-back channel. You know, he's a, he's a, a bit. large human. Oh, like, he, he'd huge. be 105. One oh like, and he's six-something. Like, he's a giant. He's a big guy. Do you think he'll end up at 13, or do you think wings a spot? Because I know when as he was coming through, he was playing 13. But you never know if that's just because they're the biggest body on the field. Yeah, you know. I know. What you Do you mean. think he's a winger? I think I think he's a winger personally. I think he suits that finishing mode. I, like, he's a great finisher, oh, natural finisher, und- undoubtedly. And and also, I think it'll also come out of the necessity of the players around him. He's yep, playing between Hunter Parsami. He's yep. got Jordi Patea there, yep. Jock Campbell. There's a lot of great talent that are at those outside backs, mm-hmm. and I think that he's probably best going to be able to give them solid options on the outside, but also know that you've got reputable hands to feed him some good opportunities. Now, mine is Carter Gordon. And I know we've spoken about him a couple of times on the podcast before, particularly um, in our in our West mm. Rugby episodes and the kennel. But he... Another shameless plug. Yeah, another shameless plug. <laughs> and we love a shameless plug. There's no harm in a shameless plug. But uh, so Carter got signed to the Reds at about 16, 17. It was part of the system, long-term planning. Mm. Now, we don't know the ins and outs of what's occurred but he signed for the rebels for the next two to three seasons and it's a massive pickup he's one of the brightest young prospects in the game he would have played under 20s this season for yeah. australia and would have been a standout because i think he's he's one of those guys that uh yes he has all the skills that a 10 has like great kicking game really strong passing game but he has a lot of raw physical attributes like he's he's over six foot maybe six one six two he's fast like he is rapid and has those a bit of gifted footwork in him. Yeah. So we haven't seen a guy who's been held back a little bit yeah. like him in a while. And I'm really excited to see him get a few games because I really think, you know, we've spoken about this before, but Matt Tamur is a 12. Yeah. And he will play a lot of games at 10 this season, particularly yeah. at the beginning yeah. to bring some solidity to their team. But Carter Gordon as a 10 is a long-term prospect. You know, I have him ahead of... Tane Ahmed from, you know, 
the Tars. I've got him ahead of a lot of blokes. I, I, I really have a really large opinion of this guy. Yeah. And he's got all the tools. And, and he's ready to go. And he just needs a shot. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. He And the thing is, I'm not saying he's at his level yet, but he, he kind of invokes that, that upright... Uh, good footwork of Stephen Larkin, but also oh, I was about to say yeah. I was about to say Stevie because yeah. <laughs> yeah, see it on the tip of your lips there. But also yeah, yeah, yeah. he also brings about that precision technical game of the likes of a Michael Liner. I mean, he's a he's a rounder <laughs> player. Hey, let's not uh, hype him up too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he's going to win a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within the next couple of years, <laughs> oh, yeah. Golden yeah, Boot, yeah. the whole yeah. kit. Rebels will win no. this year. <laughs> hey, and the final character. Category, sorry. Let's go into uh, players with a point to prove. Obviously, there's a few running around. Obviously, Lesio jumped ahead of the likes of Will Harrison and yep. a few others. Nicerani um, fell from grace, really. You know, and Tom Robinson or Jack Dempsey is tr- trying to redeem themselves and, and be part of the picture going forward. Obviously, Dempsey signed a couple of days ago for Glasgow, but you know, long term. Who do we have as the guy who's got the biggest chip on their shoulder for 2021? Because there, there is a few running around that. You know that they should be motivated and hungry and ready to rumble. Yeah, and and I look at the likes of a, a Jock Campbell as someone who's on that French. Was unlucky mm, in my opinion to have not made that Wallabies squad. Yep. Um, takes on that that role where he he elevates the players around him. Doesn't necessarily get all the goods by way of tries, but my God, you'll struggle to find a Reds try that he doesn't. Really start natural footballer too, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. He, he cuts defense. He he invokes a bit of a Comrade Smith sort of role where he makes the breaks or the offloads. Yeah, I Which do see a lot of that him. actually. Yeah. That's a really he's uh, got the uh, running yeah. style of a Roth, but the but the actual actual gameplay of a Comrade Smith. That's a yeah, that's a really good one. I've got uh, Tavita Kurandrani mm. now. Obviously, you know it, it's a funny one, right? Right, like wasn't part of the Wallabies group, but played a, a decent season for the the Brumbies. Has been part of Wallabies for many many years. Goes over to the Force this season. You know, I think that's that, that's a, a spot for him to really show. Hey, hey, I've, I'm still here. I've still got it. Yeah. And and you get a bit more attention. You know, I'm not saying the force are weaker, but that's a spot they really needed a, a gun. Yeah. A gun thirteen. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of teams will then go, hey, let's focus around Tavita and what he's doing. Like the force guys will go, hey, how can we get the best out- pressure off the young boys? But yeah, but how can we get the best out of Tavita? Whereas I think at the Brumbies, they were saying to Tavita Kurandrani, "Hey, how can you get the best of the guys around you?" Yeah. Whereas some probably not his game style. Well, much, I, yeah. I think he's got one of the best direct thirteen running games. You know, when he debuted for the Wallabies, those first few games, he's a oh. he's a great direct hard running. Oh my god! Line break thirteen. He was terrifying. Oh, to he, watch. But 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 he still has that in him, yeah. and I, I think it's you know what often we see with coaches that they tend to focus on a player's weaknesses trying to make a play more well-rounded. And I'm not saying they did that at the Brumbies, but you know this could be a season that the force really focused on Tavita Kurandrani's strengths yeah. and bring the best out of them. Yeah. Because you know, in his day, he was one of the best 13s yeah. in the world. For oh. a couple of seasons, yeah. there, he was right oh, absolutely. up there. So, he, there was a time where a line break was almost guaranteed. So yeah, you're right. Absolutely a player to watch this season. 100%. <laughs> Hey, let's move on to our match previews. We spoke about both games on Friday night. Double header on Gem. It's going to be very exciting. Stan Sport debut as well. First game here in Brizzy. Reds versus Tars at Suncorp on a Friday night. Oh, free uh, to air football. It's man. going to be great. Talk to me about the form from the Narrabeen trial and how that game played out. And whether, you know, does did either team take much out of that? I don't think you do. If anything, as a Reds... As a red squad, they'd be thinking, "Oh, 
they they didn't really have many of their core team in that, and and they came within a whisker. I would probably be, if anything, take confidence out of the fact that their young guys were able to be dominant for large patches of it. I think the fact, ultimately, the deciding factor will be the huge exodus of experience, particularly that forward pack for the New South Wales boys. Um, losing the likes of Michael Looper, Rob Simmons, Todd Robertson, all those players, Ned Hannigan, Jed Holloway, could go on. That's going to be a big dent, and that's where the Reds have been able to sh- show their point of difference. I did think, though, the Reds in particular looked a bit fitness-wise underdone in that trial. They looked not as not as on pace as what the Tars were, and I don't know whether that's the personnel the person, plan. I think that was a big but, factor. But that, that is also you know important looking forward. Yeah. You know, and no maybe doubt. that was a wake-up call for them. And a couple of the big stories, obviously... James O'Connor making yeah. his debut as Queensland captain, a, a massive honour for him. And what a redemption story that has oh, been. You know, the oh, redemption has been in the paper for the last couple of weeks. Liam Wright's absence. Yeah. What do you make of that? Obviously, Fraser McWright will come in and play yeah. seven most likely team lists announced shortly. Do you think that actually adds balance to our back row? How does that affect the game? Because I really think the battle of the back rows will have a lot to play in this game. Obviously, Hooper's yeah. not playing. Yeah. Whether they go Gamble or Tizano or yeah. you know even play Dempsey at seven, they've got questions around their back row. But I really think, despite Wright being one of our best players and being out, it actually adds a little bit of balance to that crew. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're getting at there, Ned. I think, I think that ultimately, um, yeah, McRide will have a huge part. I think Angus Scott Young will end up coming in. So you'll definitely... At six, do you think? Yes. Probably at six. And will so at eight. I think, yeah. And I think that physicality will come in there with AS, ASY. Ultimately, though, as I was alluding to before, I think I think that the Tars are at the stage that the Reds were kind of that first year under Thorn. Okay. They've got a young squad. This, uh, you said that last year. They've though. got a young... Yeah, but, I, but again, first few years yeah. under Thorn, I thought they were at that stage. But I don't think it was helped by this exodus. I think it's really set them back. In saying that, I think that if the the games that they do not, you know, that they don't win, I think there'll be pretty losses, which I know the fans don't like to hear. I think because I I know I there's think they're underrated there. though. Like I, I, they've got some good footballers in oh, there and representative players. Oh, yeah, sure. and and like just look at the young backline they've assembled, and there's some real talent there. You know, Mark Dong and Tidawazi, Newsom, Walton Ram, Walton Ram, uh, you know, Harrison, yeah. Gordon is probably close to the form yeah, of his life. Captain now. So look, if they can get parity, I think that's I where, think it's gonna be a close like it's not gonna be a blowout. I can see this going oh, down I, to the wire. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I think I think it'll be they'll play pretty football. We we, we as we just said, they've got the backline personnel there that are yep. natural footballers. I think the forwards is going to be huge. That lack of experience mm-hmm. up front. The Reds are a very unrelenting, physical, take it up here, which we have we don't see in Australian rugby too often these days. Uh, Lucan. So yes, yeah, so that's, that's right. That's a that, big. That that's a big loss too. Good like this is why I think it's going to be more even than what people think. This first game, you're it's right. going to mate. It's this is going to be red hot. This is going to be close. This is going to be a good game. I'm perhaps I'm talking more season rounded. Yeah. yeah this this first game I in the first game did is it's an equalising thing as well. We've got to remember, and it's for that reason, I reckon the next game of the round could uh, could be an even more smoky game. Yeah, the next one is Force versus Brumbies in Perth. Kicks off on the Eastern Seaboard around 9pm, so it's going to follow yeah. that Reds-Tars game, which will be awesome. Let's talk about, you know, the, the changes that Force have had. They've had a ton. You know, mm-hmm. Cabelli's come in, he'll be a starter. Um, the 
Godwin Kurandrani partnership. There's changes all over the park. It's big. But but some really big in like Tom Robinson's gonna be huge for them. Yeah. You know, some it's, some good footballers. Some, I think it's probably the most interesting team to talk about in the whole of Tasman rugby right now. Because mm-hmm. firstly, a lot of people forget this. they of all the super rugby sides across both sides of the Tasman. If you average out the test caps from all their players, they've actually got more than any other squad in Australia or New Zealand. Wow, where do they come and they're from? The oldest the, the squad Argentinians? as well. So Rob Carney's got at least, I think, about seventy. Oh, Rob caps. Carney's there too. Um, I He'll think, be good for the I group. Think, I think what the Brumbies have done excellently is they've bought some blue chip stocks. They've got their Rob Carneys. They've got you their, mean the the force? Uh, sorry, the yeah, force. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, um, Rob Carneys. Um, You've got the Tabita Kurandranis. Yep. I think they're going to be your big boys who take a bit of pressure off the answers, give them a bit of license. But for, in my eyes, and not as an Australian fan, but as mm-hmm. a rugby fan, the thing that excites me so much out West is the signing of Domingo Miotti, the young Argentine fly half. Um, mm-hmm. This man, it, with mark my words, come next World Cup cycle will be someone on every rugby fan's wow. lips. Wow, that's a big he, call. Yeah, he is a ninja. He's a ninja, wow. Ned. He's, he's tw- 24 years old, I think. Okay. He, got his, he got his first Pumas cap last season. Yeah, that, I remember that, that game. That great he run they well. had, yeah. and he was great. But we saw in that trial, what he does with the things like a grubber. He, he finesses the arts that a lot of players probably neglect a little bit. Those little things that, you know, the one or two percentage plays that happen a game but he set up that beautiful try in the second half there with one of his deft little grubbers. Um, I think he plays a cut and weave game very well. And the fact that he'll be developing under the tutelage of the uh, back line with Rob Carney. With, yeah, John Lance adds oh, a lot of balance to his game too. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think that, that the force... Um, have been able to pull this personnel despite COVID and despite where they were two years ago. In fact, the, the guy I'm actually most excited about is Tony Pulu. Oh, yeah. Like, he's someone who, who, forget, who yeah. was at the Brums, had bad injuries for two seasons, has moved over to the force. At the Chiefs, he was one of the form wingers in Super <laughs> Rugby. Like, he, he is a very good wheels. footballer. He's got wheels and he ball. came over to here, to Australia, to make the Wallabies. Yeah. Like, he has... He's an Aussie citizen. Oh, he's yeah. an Aussie citizen. Like, he's, he's, part, he's Australian. Yeah. So, I'm really excited to see how he performs, mm. particularly given a run of games. That'll be important for Tony because yeah. he's very talented, very quick. We know those skills. Let's just hope somebody can bring that out of him. Yeah. No, the big, the big question for me as well, Ned, is this matter of... They've Pardon. named Ian Pryor uh, their captain. Yeah. But what happens with the scrum half role starting? I would have loved to see Thomas Kubelli. Yeah, he'll be a club captain sort of role. Yeah. Surely. You'd like to... Th- I would have thought he would start going into yeah, season, but it. Ian Pryor's been kept the gig. So what But does he that also mean? kicks goals. Yeah. So you've got to think about the balance too. Like, yeah. depending on who you're 10, 12, 15 are, if there's no goal kicker, do you need one at nine? Yeah. Yeah. But and if Lance is paying 10 or 15, you've got one there. You know, you've got yeah. to think about yeah, the balance. Absolutely. It also group. invokes this reincarnation of 2016 Brumbies as well. You've got the same core. You've got Thomas Cubelli, Carl True. Goldwyn, and Tavita Kurandrani. True. All within a couple of jumpers of yep. each other. Yep. That chemistry is going to be big. And I, I think what's important too for the Brumbies on the other side of it is that sort of next cab off the rank mentality that they have. The production line, <laughs> it, it just keeps churning them out. We spoke about Len Ekitao, another one that's played a little bit more trial form than what I had thought was... Rijan Pasatoa. Yeah, yeah. So he might be clearly, in with the game. He's only 18, 19, yeah. fly half, 12. There's a few guys pushing through there and and they come in and, and they dominate. Yeah. And that's the way the Brumbies do it. They don't come in and just meet the level. They come in and they're the best in the league. Yeah. That's 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 the Brumbies policy. 
And it, will will it happen again? That's the question we have to ask. Absolutely. And, and we can't disregard the words of Tom Wright last year when he was talking to us. He said the professional environment coming from Manly to the Brumbies, he, he was taken aback, even though it's that same professional level. He said, this place is just a culture of excellence. Um, I think I think absolutely the, the Tom Wrights especially will be a big role. But the player I really want to see make a step up, I think he when COVID happened and it went away from that traditional super rugby structure, is Tom Banks. We need to see him get back to that form. We know he's capable. He played of. a lot of games with Wobbs. He, he did. He did. Yeah. But I want. I want to see that X factor. I feel like mm. he fell. He, he was one of the. Took him machine. a while to get, get yeah. going. Yeah, absolutely. So, and he was injured. To, you know, to give him credit for a large part of the season transitioning to the Super Rugby AU. So, I'd like to see him with a bit more license, like he did early yeah. days when the Brumbies yep. smashed the Chiefs in yep. Hamilton. That sort of gameplay is what we want to see Who, out of him. Who's your tip for this one? You got Force or Brumbies? First game in Perth in two years, mate. I'm, I'm saying... You're tipping a boil I'm over. Tipping, I'm tipping a boil over. Wow. I'm going to go Brumbies by about 10. Yep. And who do you have for Reds Tars? Reds. By... Four. Yeah, I've got Reds by not many. Like, I'm... Th- it's under five. Yeah. It's close It's close to three. Yeah. Like, like it's, th- this one will be very, very... Like, there are a lot... More even than people give them credit. Taking like the that red, line if you're gambling on and, this basically. And the Reds are short on cattle. Like they're they're a bit short on cattle up front at the moment. So missing a few blokes, it'll be really interesting to see these two games, particularly as we've said before, live free to air. It's going to be great. <laughs> hey, and what's what's your ladder? Oh. Who's ending up where? This is this is where the fun comes in. I'm yep. I'm, I'm thinking Queensland are going to do the job this year. I think. That the boy, they've been simmering for probably longer than we'd like, but I think they're mm-hmm. ready. Um, I think it'll be probably the same final. So I think Brumbies so are going to be second. Yep. I think, I think the Force are going to finish up, and the, they're not going to be the bottom. Ooh. I think, I think the Rebels are going to finish. It'll be a toss up between the Rebels and the Tars for fifth place there. With the, and I think You've got the Force at three. Yeah, I do. Three, wow. four at worst. I think wow. they're going to surprise some people. And I think they're going to... going to like that Byron Rousson. He'll oh, love that call. Oh, the, the Rocket. He'll love that call. And and hopefully some more... Uh, what was that, that the Finn Shark? Oh. When he, yeah, he's got that try. Oh, Taylor Bruce. Yeah. More of that. No, I think I've got... I'm going to go... Jesus, tough. <laughs> Brumbies, Reds, Force, Rebels, Tars. Yep. That's my order. Yep. I've got, yeah, got Brumbies over the Reds just because they haven't lost many. Same group. They get yeah. better. They get older. They get stronger. They get faster. And I know the Reds are the same, but there's something about a winning mentality that's, you yeah. know, one, winning's infectious. And one, once you start winning, it's hard to lose. You look at the Leinsters, the Storms. Yeah. Once yeah. you start winning, it's hard to lose. And I think the Brumbies are getting to that stage where the, the juggernaut's building. But it's also just expected to win. Yeah. And that culture of excellence really pushes people forward into heights that they mm. haven't seen before. So that's my... Yeah, I think what, however it pans out, I think it's going to be one of those tournaments where the last three rounds will... I think the five, four, and three will be decided in the last couple of rounds. I think, yeah, probably probably agree with you pretty much except for the first place one, yep. Ed. Well, Mitch, it's great to have rugby back. It's great to be back and great to be the classic rugby fan who's who's ready for it all to kick off. And great to be the sideline experts. Here, here. Holy tomorrow. Um, yeah, good. Bloody, uh, you beauty.